Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their Have you gotten wrong with yet? Welcome into the Go Balls 24-7 podcast i'm ben mckee joined by ryan callahan for a breaking news edition of the podcast mr callahan because tennessee has picked up a commitment a very significant commitment uh here in late june they have and uh yeah we're, we're kind of in that time of year now you know the the recent boo carter commitment we kind of thought was going to start the uh the maybe be kind of the beginning of a, of a little bit of that summer run that we always see every every july especially but it's you know a lot of times into late june and now tennessee has added another class of 2024 commitment this time four-star offensive lineman max anderson of frisco texas just outside of dallas uh top 247 prospect and he picks tennessee over oklahoma where his brother is actually a current offensive lineman uh for the sooners but went there on an official visit after visiting tennessee and uh, Tennessee looked like the favorite even going into his official visit to Knoxville. Uh, and, you know, coming out of the official visit, certainly it, it seemed to be all leaning toward Tennessee, but you, you, you never, you, you never rule out anything when it, when a kid takes another official visit, especially when it's to a place that he's been before multiple times where he's got a brother currently playing. So, uh, it seemed like there was still at least maybe a, a little bit of concern there, but not, not at least not a whole lot because I think Tennessee felt pretty good. Uh, and certainly, you know, was able to finish the deal uh, and, and land a, a highly ranked offensive lineman that they've been pursuing for a while now. Got a Tennessee offer back in April of 2022, visited the Vols for the first time last summer and, uh, and, and you know, kind of became more of a, of a possibility maybe back in the fall or, or winter a few months after that visit. Uh, kind of interesting the way it came together, but but definitely a, a really nice pickup here for Tennessee from a from a guy that had, you know, pretty good offer list, not uh, nice, nice high rankings in, in both the 24 seven sports rankings and in the 24 seven sports composite and, uh, and, and definitely fills a need in this class as a, as a likely interior lineman, a projected guard, I would say at the next level, although he's at six foot five, uh, 309 pounds, maybe a guy who could play, could play tackling a pinch, maybe, but definitely I think projects as a guard. And when we can talk about that, a a, a bit more in a minute, but definitely f- fills a need and, and gives Tennessee a nice offensive lineman to, to add to this 2024 class. What do you think Max Anderson was sold on uh, about Tennessee? Because there there's some interesting storylines in, in this recruitment that you just touched on. A, he's from the state of Texas. B, his brother is at Oklahoma, and Oklahoma wanted him. I mean, that, that's pretty impressive that Tennessee was able to land him despite those circumstances. Yeah, kind of, kind of one of those recruitments where I, I, I wonder, I wonder what would have happened here if the Texas schools had been more heavily involved. But I think often, a lot of times, it's hard to get kids out of Texas. Not as hard as it used to be, but often hard still to get those those types of kids out of Texas if the the in-state schools, the the main ones, are, are really pushing for him. 
And so it seemed like, you know, he kind of fit that criteria where Tennessee has been able to go into that state and have some success when you're not trying to pull a Texas born kid away from Texas or from Texas A&M or whatever the case may be. But he had some good offers. You know, Georgia was one of the teams that hosted him on an unofficial visit this spring. Uh, obviously, I don't think they went all in on him, but they were at least in the picture. You know, had some nice offers beyond that. Alabama, Florida, LSU, Miami, Michigan. Michigan looked like maybe the favorite earlier this year at one point. Uh, Ohio State offered. Oregon, Penn State. Texas A&M did offer, but again, don't, don't think they were all in on him. So that that left the door open for some of those out-of-state teams. And and yeah, Tennessee was one of those teams that just kind of, uh, you know, at first he visited them back last summer. And and I don't think he at the time thought he was going to end up there. I think I think he kind of came away from it thinking, nice visit, you know, but let's see what else is out there. And he was early in the process still at that point. And I, he he, as he explained it to me, he almost kind of had to circle back to Tennessee and let them know that he was he was kind of serious about them months later. And and when they did, they they his their recruitment of him picked up. Now that may be just his his perception of it because schools can't even reach out to you on a regular basis and directly contact you until September one of your junior year. So a couple months after that first visit to Knoxville, but that, that's that's kind of the way he explains it. That maybe Tennessee almost wrote him off because they you know I have one visit for a kid from Texas, he's probably going to go somewhere else. So it's almost one of those that at first didn't seem like a match, and then later on, as his recruitment kind of started to settle in and he got a better feel of what was realistic and what wasn't. Tennessee seemed like one of the schools that like, Hey, I'm, I'm interested in them. I liked it when I was up there and this, the more they talked, the the connection seems seemed uh, to, to make it a good fit. You know, I think he really likes Glenn Ellerby and the rest of the offensive line staff there at Tennessee uh, guys like Kevin Pendleton and Micah James on the support staff that also recruit offensive linemen quite a bit. Uh, I think those guys all did a good job with them and he felt, felt really comfortable and at ease with the staff and, you know, his his big thing, I think he was kind of almost leaning toward Tennessee before he even went back uh, for the for the first time in almost a year for his official visit the weekend of June 9. And, you know, just wanted to see if if what he had concluded about Tennessee in, in the past few months, especially was was true. And, you know, make sure that he had the feeling that he'd gotten from talking to those guys and FaceTiming with them and all that stuff. And so he went back there and I think definitely felt the felt the, the vibes that he was hoping to feel with the, uh, you know, Tennessee's current offensive lineman and that entire staff. So I think just one of those, one of those recruitments where, you know, the, this shows you the value of an early visit. You know, sometimes you get those guys on campus earlier in the process and you don't know what's going to come of it. And sometimes you write off like, Oh, this is the guy from Texas or the West coast. He'll, he'll probably not end up at Tennessee, but uh, if, if not for that visit, you know, this, this probably doesn't happen. You know, it was clearly uh, a visit that, it maybe didn't stick out to him at the time and just blow him away. But the longer he went with the process, it kind of it put Tennessee on his mind a little bit more and led led to that turning into something, something significant and, and obviously results in him going to Tennessee now. Well, and my head immediately goes to, to the thought of hard not to think that Tennessee success on the field last year, those wins over Alabama and Florida and LSU. Uh, and, and Tennessee didn't beat Georgia, obviously, but uh, that that big stage that that Tennessee was on going into Athens and and kind of being the talk of uh, the college football world, hard, hard to think that all of those circumstances doesn't help spark a interest in, in Tennessee because he is from outside of the South. That that that's kind of been my thinking this recruiting cycle in terms of who Tennessee is in with, uh, and and some of the prospects that they're trying to land outside of the South that last year's team and, and success didn't help 
sparked that initial interest. And then Tennessee's ability to recruit kind of took over from that point. Yeah, absolutely. And and also uh, along with that, you know, he specifically mentioned, you know, kind of the culture of the program, you know, just based on that first visit before he went back, he was talking about that saying he loved the fan base. I think the, you know, it's just the visuals from that Alabama game uh, from the, for the kids who watched it or saw highlights, I think that stuck with a lot of people, you know, anytime you see a field storming and you're watching a game and you hear the, hear, hear a raucous environment like that, that, that sticks with kids too. Um, certainly coaches have, have sold that as well to, to players, you know, as they send out videos and photos of stuff that they've, they've seen, you know, Tennessee does a good job of producing a lot of videos and graphics, taking full advantage of those environments they had. So uh, stuff like that definitely stands out and, and no question. I think that's kind of a, you know, we, we, we try not to harp on the, the same exact things and, and, and stories all the time, but I think that's kind of an, an undercurrent, you know, that you hear with every recruit. Um, to, to some degree is that last season at least piqued their interest in Tennessee and uh, made them made them look at them a little more seriously. So, yeah, I think that was a big deal. And and certainly them putting some guys in the NFL draft, too. You know, every kid's different. But I say all the time that's putting putting players in the NFL is just as important as competing for championships and, and sometimes even more important to prospects. And so so Tennessee having some guys that went in the early rounds of the draft, also a big deal. So, yeah, I think all of that, you know, continue to, to help. Tennessee's visibility across the country. And, and, and even though that's not one of the first things that, that Max mentioned to, to me, I have no doubt that that, uh, you know, at least added to his interest in, in Tennessee and maybe caused him to, to give them a little more serious look that, that resulted in him ultimately picking the balls. But yeah, that, I just think it's one of those places that he felt like after researching it a little bit more, he, he mentioned that specifically is, you know, he's the kind of kid that did some research. And, and he said after reaching it, he found, uh, researching it, he found out all these different things about the program that he said liked and just kind of the more he looked around, the more he liked them. And so I think, yeah, to your point, he's it's on field success. It's development of offensive linemen under Glenn Ellerby. It's, it's all, it's a lot of different things, but in general, I think he just kind of liked the idea of the the vibe and the feel and the culture of the program from what he had gathered. And, and obviously found that when he came back for the official visit. Where do you think he ultimately ends up playing? I know that's kind of hard to project right now. Seems like, all options are on the table, which I think is a good thing, uh, quite frankly, in today's day and age of uh, versatility being so important. But where where do you think he ends up? You, you kind of talked about that at the beginning. Uh, could be a guard, could be a tackle. Uh, how, how do you think Tennessee maybe goes about uh, the rest of, of this cycle at the offensive line position uh, based off of, of different numbers? whether it be on the interior or at tackle. Yeah, that's, that's what'll be interesting is Tennessee's had, had some good options uh, here lately uh, at, at the interior offensive line positions as, as you kind of take those guys all together as, as guard slash center types, not knowing which ones might end up being centers in the future. You know, sometimes they have an idea going in, but a lot of times you're recruiting players um, with the idea that they can play center, know, knowing that they haven't played there in high school and they're just going to have to learn you know, how to snap and, and adjust to that position. So, so all those guys kind of lumped together and, 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 you know, Tennessee's had Max Anderson, Ronan O'Connell, William Satterwhite on the board, even guys like Daniel Calhoun, who's a, a bigger guy closer to six, six. Um, but, but has a, has the build where his, his skill set might be best suited at guard. Uh, I know some other teams, Georgia and Alabama, certainly recruiting him as a guard and, and, and even at Tennessee, if he were to end up there, I, I think he could, could potentially be a guard. So, all that to say, I think Max Anderson definitely 
I think his most natural position is definitely guard. And I, I always love this with offensive linemen because a lot of times kids want to play tackle. Uh, that's, I think, their natural inclination. They think that's the money position. I can get paid more in the NFL if I'm a, if I'm a tackle. It's just, it's just fun to play that position because that's, you get all the, you get the spotlight shown on you a little bit more. You get the one on one matchups with the high profile pass rushers in the SEC and stuff like that. There's just a lot of reasons kids want to play tackle. And Max Anderson has played tackle before, like a lot of, like a lot of good offensive linemen in high school. He's, he's the best lineman on his high school team pretty much. And he's, he's, he's playing left tackle a lot on, on his film, but he's realistic about it. He said, I, most schools have told me I'm a, I'm a guard or center in college. And so I'm, I'm moving to guard going into my senior year. I'm going to play guard full time. And so he knows he's an interior lineman and is, is not fighting that perception at all and, and, and kind of, kind of buying into it right now. But yeah, I, I think he, he's a comfortable fit there. You, you like what you see on film from him because he, he finishes blocks. I always look for that with interior linemen, especially you want somebody who's, who's a finisher in the run game. It plays with, uh, you know, if, if not an edge, you know, certainly one of somebody that plays with some, some obvious physicality. Uh, if he's going to play on the interior line, I think you definitely see that in, in Max Anderson's film. Pretty strong kid plays pretty good competition there in, in the Dallas area too. So, uh, I think what you see on film, uh, you feel, you feel better about it knowing he's not playing. He's not just, you know, beating up on a lot of kids smaller, smaller than him and, uh, that he should win those battles handily. He's, he's, you know, manhandling some decent players. So, uh, so yeah, he, he's, uh, he's, he's an interior guy, I think. And, you know, one of one that could probably play tackle in a pinch. I know we have him rated as, as a tackle right now, uh, on, on 24 seven sports, but I, I would say that will probably change in, in the coming months and often does as you get a better feel for where offensive linemen fit in. Um, but yeah, that how Tennessee approaches that going forward will be interesting. They have, Potentially three tackles already in this class, uh, in, in, in Jesse Perry, Gage Ginther, and perhaps Jeremiah Hurd, who obviously is, is listed as a defensive lineman right now, still could be a defensive lineman, but I think there's a, a real thought that he could be a tackle in the long run. So all of those guys could, could fill Tennessee's need at tackle. I think they still would like to add at least one more tackle to this class. Um, offensive line is a big need for them. I think there, there's a, uh, a sense that they're going to have a lot to replace at that position. After this season, uh, with some guys already being seniors, maybe having decisions on whether to come back for that extra year or not. Uh, and then, then also some guys like, like Gerald Mincy that you can't rule out that he has a good year and, and goes to, goes to the NFL draft or something like that. So, uh, if he's a starter again, that is so, so you've got to, you've got to expect that you've got a large number of guys leaving on the offensive line and they, they clearly want to restock that position. But with all those interior options, and fewer tackle options maybe right now with like Bennett Warren, who's visiting, uh, who's, who's taking an official visit to Tennessee this weekend. You know, d- guys like that can, can Tennessee get someone else along those lines or will they have to keep searching for a tackle beyond this summer to, to go along with those guys? So that it's going to be really interesting how the numbers play out there, but certainly Tennessee wants to sign a big group on the offensive line and, and Max Anderson's, you know, fills a need in that regard, but they still want at least a couple more guys and have some some pretty good options right now. Been a busy week on the recruiting trail for Tennessee. Boo Carter commits on Saturday. Max Anderson commits later in the week. And uh, we will discuss Tennessee's recruiting plans and kind of everything going on as June wraps up. But first, we got to take a break, and we'll be back here in just a moment on the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. Money! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back into the Go Balls 24-7 podcast, a breaking news edition because Tennessee stays hot on the recruiting trail and picks up a commitment from Max Anderson, an offensive lineman from Reedy High School in Frisco, Texas. And uh, before we continue our conversation, Ryan, we, as always, would like to encourage the great folks who are listening to the pod to go like, rate, and review the pod wherever you do get your podcast. That would greatly help us out, and we would greatly appreciate it as well. Ryan, it's been a busy week uh, in terms of commitments I wanted to ask you your main takeaways from this past weekend's official visits. There there were several guys on campus. It was a very, very busy weekend, uh, Tennessee's busiest weekend since the 865 live event. How do you think the weekend went overall, and, and what were your big takeaways from the weekend? Yeah, I think I think they had a, a really good weekend overall. Uh, you know, a lot of people asking questions: where where are the commitments? Thought we might get more commitments out of out of the guys that were visiting. What happened? And you know, we kind of had to to remind people: not not all kids do what the kids at Florida did this past weekend. I know Florida had a big Saturday and, and got four commitments in the same day and all that stuff, but not not everybody. In fact, most kids don't uh, announce a. Uh, commitments during official visits they tend to wait go home you know have have, the, have an announcement on whatever day they had in mind or, or announce it however they want on their own time so it, it it's usually how things play out that kids kind of go home and, and, and do it later uh, a lot of times these days so I, I didn't go into the weekend thinking they were going to have that kind of weekend but i think they made enough progress with some guys that you can definitely see them landing some of them in the next, you know, few weeks for sure. Um, think they're in pretty good shape with uh, with four star wide receiver Braylon Staley of Aiken, South Carolina, another top two forty seven prospect uh, coming out of that official visit. That was his second time at Tennessee. He, he was there back in early April for the for their first spring scrimmage, and and really liked the official visit. And you know, I've been kind of hearing more and more recently that you know Tennessee and Miami were maybe the the, the teams with the best chance at him. That there there was a, there was sort of all this uncertainty with Clemson. Once they took a couple receivers, and I think I think Braylon Staley's impression has been that they're done at receiver. Even though some people who who cover Clemson don't think that's the case, I think they still might take another one if they can get the right guy, and that, and that maybe later there's a chance Braylon Staley could come into play. Uh, but Tennessee, I think, has has benefited a little bit from that uncertainty at the very least, and and was already maybe high on his list despite all, all of that. Even if Clemson was a factor, I think Tennessee had a shot. But with Clemson's uh, uncertainty at wide receiver, casting some doubt on that. I think it's made it a little bit more realistic for for Braylon Staley to potentially end up at Tennessee, and and we'll see we'll see now what what uh, what happens with Miami and North Carolina being the main competition. But I think Tennessee's got some momentum there, 
coming off that official visit to Knoxville. A couple of pretty good options there coming out of the weekend. And, and again, I think they had a good weekend with Daniel Calhoun, the, the top 100 prospect nationally on the offensive line. Georgia has been viewed as the favorite there for uh, for a while now. Uh, and, and Alabama also a major contender. But, you know, I think there's there's real reason to think Tennessee at least has a shot now, has a has a pretty realistic shot more than more than I would have guessed going into the weekend. I think he's he's much more of a possibility for Tennessee. And, and again, with some of those other offensive line options, we'll see kind of where things go from there. But if, if they end up being in a position to take a guy like Daniel Calhoun, I, I don't see how you could consider turning him away. He's, he's a top 100 player and a guy that, that Georgia and Alabama have been heavily involved with for a while now. So. That would be a, a really nice win if Tennessee could somehow uh, pull that one off, but but still a, another visit to to go for him, and, and and we'll see what happens there going forward. But Tennessee, much more of a possibility now than I think they were even going into the official visit. And then Kai Bates, the four-star cornerback out of Florida, looks like a real possibility for Tennessee. He's still, still got a visit at LSU, uh, and that's a big one because I think LSU is, is probably among Tennessee's main competition for him, but that visit went well. Uh, and then Edwin Spillman, you know, obviously a, a big time in-state target for a long time. But I think that that official visit went pretty well. Uh, as of the recording of this podcast, we don't know if he's going to go to Georgia for his official visit that, that he's had scheduled there for for several weeks. But uh, but either way, it sounds like it's mostly between Tennessee and Ohio State. And that's kind of been the case for a while. But I, I still have a hard time not seeing him in, ending up at Tennessee just because it was the chance to play with his brother. I think is, is going to be a big deal. Uh, and he's obviously been to Tennessee a number of times more than any other school and is very comfortable with the program. So, uh, a lot of reasons to think Tennessee is in good shape there, but it's still got to, got to get that one across the finish line. I think this, this the official visit definitely helped them at least move things in that direction. So those are, those are a handful. You know, they had a dozen official visitors, uh, on, on campus over the weekend. A lot, a lot of good players and a lot of guys that they were heavily involved with already. And I think they came out of the weekend in, in pretty good shape with, uh, with most of them that are not already committed. What is on the docket for Tennessee these next 12 days or so? I don't even know how many days are in June, if I'm being completely honest. 10 days. It's 30 <laughs> days in, in June. Uh, what, what's on the docket for Tennessee the, these next 10 days as it shifts the uh, the calendar to July? I'm, I'm sure July, uh, with this new recruiting calendar, will, will be just as busy as June was. Yeah, it's kind of turned into June is the is the big visit month and July is the big commitment month. And I think that's how it's going to play out for the most part. Um, there, there will even be some guys who wait beyond July to, to make decisions, some that maybe go into August. And, and we already know that guys like Kamarion Franklin and, and uh, Williams Winery, two of the other official visitors Tennessee hosted last weekend, will, will be on or will be or at least right now are planning to make decisions in September or later. Um, one area has an official visit set for. September, uh, Marion Franklin also has an official visit set for late September. So that one could go into October if he waits that long, uh, to, to make his choice. So those, those and, and some others are potentially, uh, at least options to, to stretch out a little bit longer. But yeah, I think most of the guys who've taken official visits this month will be coming to decisions pretty soon. Um, some of these guys maybe tail end of June is a possibility. Uh, we know Braylon Staley that I mentioned a minute ago is planning to, as of right now, planning to make his decision on June uh, 29th or 30th. So one of those two days he, he expects to announce. And that's a day he told me even back in April. So I think that kind of has been his plan for a while now. So I don't, I don't see that one changing, but that's, that's still his plan as of right now. And, and again, I think he's a, a very good possibility for Tennessee right now. 
uh, th- there could be a, you know, one or two others that, that could be at least in play for this month. But I think for the most part, the, uh, the, the commitments that you see coming out of this summer run of visits will be in the month of July. So we'll, we'll see what happens coming out of this final big visit weekend for Tennessee, uh, the, this weekend with, uh, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood, at least of, of 20 official visitors expected as of the recording of this podcast. It'll be somewhere maybe just short of 20. Uh, if I had to guess right now, but we'll, we'll see what the final number ends up being, but it's going to be a large group of official visitors and uh, a lot could still come out of that along with Tennessee's final camp of the year on Sunday afternoon, potentially some 2024 prospects uh, that Tennessee's involved with who could, could maybe be in play coming out of the month, depending on how they look at that camp. So um, definitely a, a lot that will happen this weekend that could determine what happens over the next several weeks. But yeah, just, if you're a recruiting fan, this is the this is the time of year to, to pay attention. It's uh it's getting into the uh to to the action packed month of July where you will see kids committing almost every day of the month. Kids always like announcing around July fourth for whatever reason and you know incorporating fireworks and all sorts of stuff into their announcements. There's just yeah, J- July is going to be a busy one. So if you're if you're waiting for the commitments, just just go ahead and uh, and expect July to to be when you see a lot of the activity for Tennessee and most other teams around the country. Absolutely. And, and Ryan, how can people follow you and your work and, and keep up with your great coverage of Tennessee football recruiting? We've also got a deal running at, at Go Vols 24 seven that people need to take advantage of as well. Absolutely. Yeah. 50% off right now to, to sign up for your first year on the site. If you're already a Go Vols 24 seven monthly subscriber, you can also use this deal to upgrade to an annual subscription at the discounted price. So that only runs through, uh, June 29th. So go ahead and take advantage of that now while it's still available and, uh, and, and use that to, to check out all the coverage. And, and yeah, we're getting into just some really busy times. So definitely want to, want to keep, uh, uh, keep up with everything on a daily basis. Uh, you know, there are developments happening every day with guys, you know, canceling visits and changing plans for committing and announcing decision dates and things like that. So there, there is something to keep track of all the time this time of year. At GoWalsh247.com and on the checkerboard on on our site, so definitely go check that out and, and take advantage of that offer. And uh, of course, you can keep keep tabs with us on on Twitter as well. I'm at Ryan Callahan247, but uh, at GoWalsh247 as well. And uh, and we'll have updates throughout the month, uh, throughout June and July as well as we continue this really busy stretch and all the all the recruiting news that comes with it. Max Anderson, four star offensive lineman from Texas, commits to Tennessee. And we certainly appreciate Ryan Callahan giving us all the good details on why Max Anderson decided to pick the Vols. And for Ryan Callahan, I'm Ben McKee. This has been another edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. There's that button. And now I can say thank you for listening to this edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. We always say that, but we always mean it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ben McKee is Ben McKee 14 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. And Patrick Brown is P Brown 24-7 on Twitter. And if you just want Tennessee news on Twitter, nothing else, you can get that at twitter.com slash govals 24-7. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals 24-7 where we update that throughout the day, all day, every day, mostly with Tennessee news, uh, but also with news that we think falls fans will find interesting. Uh, But if you want that best, most delicious East Tennessee Smoky Mountain spring water directly from the source, go get that 
at GoVols247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internets for coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, Tennessee baseball. Nobody, and I mean nobody, covers Tennessee baseball the way that we do. Also, no one covers the Lady Vols that we do. The award-winning Maria Cornelius does an excellent job covering all things Lady Vols for us all season long. You can get all of that at GoVols247.com. You've also got access there to two forums that run around the clock, got the checkerboard and the summit, where you can go 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and discuss anything you want that is not political or religious in nature with us, with thousands of Tennessee fans across the world, and with us who are on the staff. Uh, and, and no one has a more uh, active board with the, the staff members than us. We are proud to be there all the time answering any question that you've got, and you get all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. That is all that it costs, and that's after a quick free trial. And once you pay us that reasonable rate, which is, again, less than one mediocre lunch per month, you get access in perpetuity to Paramount Plus, uh, which is an excellent, growing behemoth of a streaming arm there with us here at CBS, Paramount, Viacom, etc. You get every show CBS has ever made commercial-free. You get new movies. You get classic movies that rotate in every single month. Uh, you also get just tons of original content, tons of great original Paramount Plus content. And you also uh, get access to the vaults of uh, Nickelodeon, uh, Smithsonian, uh, MTV, BET, Comedy Central, something for the entire family. All of that, all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. That That is so much stuff. So much stuff. That's a bunch of stuff. Less than one lunch a month. That's all that it costs. So go to GoVols247.com and do that. Take advantage of that. Tell your friends to go do that. Again, thank you for listening. You can always go subscribe to us on every content uh, item, everywhere you can get a podcast. You can get this podcast. So please go do that. Thank you for listening again. And uh, be kind to each other, guys. Just try to be kind to each other. There's just not nearly enough people in this world being kind to each other and having basic human empathy and dignity. Let's be better to each other. Let's be good. See you guys. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.